We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name's Bree, and today I am joined by two men. Not the usual men that are here, though. I'm a real man, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Still wear unusual <laughs> This is going to be... have got Dad, hey. <laughs> known as Dad, and Josh. Known as Josh. George, unfortunately, is ill and cannot partake in today's festivities, which is a shame because he was bringing 50% of the episode. Oh. But then I figured we have enough shit talking ability to just fill, fill her Stretch up. yours out. <laughs> Us two together could bring 55%. Yeah. That's why I was like, I was That's like, nearly oh, a quarter. Let's not halve that. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> Maybe it's better Jordan didn't bring the other 50% because it would have just blown out of proportion anyway. This is going to be a good one. I hope so. I did. You didn't bring anything, Josh, except your stunning personality. Is yes, that right? That's, cool. a, that's, that's true. all you have to offer. That's and it. if you want more, it's not like Kobe <laughs> Bryant not getting the MVP every year because he does his best, which is the best in the league. There you go. But he doesn't win it because they expect more from that. Oh, so yeah. you want an award. You can't be a god and become something else. Yeah, aim low. I always yeah. say aim low. Anything else is a bonus. Well, I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm tall, so everything's aiming low. <laughs> oh, my God. I have something funny to share real quick. So, you know, our cousin Steph, your niece, Dad. Well, and I do know. Our cousin, yeah. Beautiful girl. Um, She had to give a presentation at work, right? So a five-minute presentation. And she decided to do it. You know, she's got like a master's degree. She's got two different uni degrees, all that. And they're like, oh, yeah, at work, we're going to mark you on your presentation skills at like wherever she works. And so she decided to do the presentation on Bigfoot. (laughs) (laughs) So this is like the mine manager and mechanical engineers and electronic, like electrical engineers and everything. And she did a five minute presentation on Bigfoot. That's and good. it was really fucking yeah, funny. I bet you killed it. It was, I was like, oh my God, fill me in. And then she said, she was like, yeah, people laughed. It was weird. <laughs> it was just like, I just loved it. I was like, yes, commit. I think it's like such a joke. Like this person has like two degrees and the mind is going to be like, we're going to assess you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nah, but it was so clever too. The way she tied it back in, Dan was like, that was good. Uh, she could sell ice to an Eskimo, couldn't she? Yes. Uh. I don't think we're supposed to say that word anymore though. Ice. No. <laughs> Is it a drug problem? <laughs> With Actually, the yes. No. <laughs> I'll take some. <laughs> so they're like, you clam. But anyway, and then also we had the Texas school shooting. Oh, that's not good. Super big bummer. I know. I was super bummed. Uh, Yesterday d- I cried most of the day because it's super big bummer time. Disgusting. It's awful. Did you see Steve Kerr's press conference on yeah, it? Yeah, I give him full credit, that bloke. You know he, he was emotional. Yeah, you know his dad died from a shooter. Correct, and that's probably got a fair bit of, of, of the backstory to him. Was that yeah. he, he didn't take any basketball questions? Is no, that what no that he was like, I'm just going to come and we're going to play the play, whatever, and then he just talked about it. And he, then just, he, he just off. hammered those politicians that just yeah. will not vote and do the right thing just to keep their jobs. And yeah. Yeah, full credit to him. It was like that Ted Cruz guy I love because he's so pathetic. They think he's the um, Zodiac killer. <laughs> but he's received over, I think it's around $3 million of sponsorship money from the NRA. Oh, well, I think we Just know what he's him. doing. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's yeah. so bad. The dollar's more important than the kids, isn't it? Terrible. But I liked his uh, conference. And uh, all they're asking for is background checks. That's it. They're not even trying yep. to limit like what sort of guns you can get. All yeah. they're asking is for background checks. Yeah. Some basic control. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, you, you guess, I guess, what was it? Was it Martin Phillip? Uh, Martin, Ma- no, Martin, Martin Bryant. Martin Bryant, sorry. Yeah, in, um, you went there, Josh. What's it called? In Tasmania where he... Oh, that was um down south. Um, what was that called? Um, you should be disgusted not being able Port to Phillip, Port, no. Port, 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 Port Arthur, Port, Port Arthur, Arthur, yeah. And they don't, but they didn't talk about it. They, you did not hear a thing about that then. Not one little wish. They hate it. They like they like it to be the the um, remembered as something else. Remembered as the convicts. They want yeah. it's a convict thing. <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah. what it is. Like, but but that, like in a like, like a heritage this is where we imprison people. Yeah, and like this is where like guys <laughs> didn't have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're not. They're not one person talked about it, and okay. it was a thing they shunned. No, but they do have a, and I just forget what it is. But they do have a bit of a, a shrine, if you like, for yeah. the for those people that died, and it's like part of it. It's a, it's a, a memorial sort of thing, yeah. and it's yeah. quite quite. Uh, I've apt. Yeah. ran into people in Australia close to the family. 
who have been like, that's all fake, right? I'll cut this oh. out, but it was... <laughs> who cornered Dan and I because yeah, I don't know why he thought we would be down with it, but he's like, yeah, it's all fake. It's you just mean the like gov- set, they set the kid the up? Government, no, had, it's um, a fal- no, it's a false flag. The government set it up because they wanted to get gun control. Yeah, that's what that's I mean. Already, they set yeah. the kid up because he couldn't... Because he had... Um, well, the guy at the time, didn't he have autism or he had some sort of special um, needs? I'm, uh, and he couldn't I, couldn't talk for himself properly and they just sort of, that's what they reckon. You should watch the movie Nitram. You'll be able to find it. I'm not sure where, but it, um, Caleb Landry Jones, who's the actor and he's one of my favourite actors. He won an award for it. He plays the Martin, what's his name? Bryant. Martin Bryant. He plays him and it's all about the lead up yeah. to it and how he kind of like killed another lady who left him all of his, all her money and like in a, inadvertently... But yeah, he had he had like impulse control issues and all sorts of other like Yeah, problems. when they called yeah. him they like couldn't really he just like they said you done it and he's like uh Which is funny. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is but, but to be serious, do you think any of these people that do these massacres are sane in any way? But this is why like, Oh no, well I think he done it. Yeah, but I have shit days and really bad That's days. It. Do you have a bad day? Do you ever think I'll just go and kill some but kids off feel better? This is yeah, why I, I don't feel understand like how he's yeah mental health should be taken out of the equation because in America, the NRA love to redirect and say it's a mental health issue. It's not a gun issue. Well, I mean, look at all the other countries who have heaps of fucked up mental health issues too and no one's shooting anyone because they don't have access That's to right, the guns. That's right, don't give them guns. But the NRA love to say it and then people will be like, okay, can we have mental health assistance then? Nah. Nah, like, you'll be right. They yeah. just like to redirect anywhere else. And yeah, I just, yeah. I think you watch it and I'm like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. This is wild. Yeah. Even the mayor of the Uvalde um, where it happened... The mayor of the town is still against gun control. Yeah, he was the one that was talking to the parents and like going in and like, and he's still like, nah, he's mental. You help. see this shock on the pe- people, like the gun people promoting, and they're like, I can't believe this is working. Yeah, <laughs> and happening in Texas too. That's wild. That'll it'll divide uh, a lot of people. It's responsibility too. I mean, even even at home here, I, when I grew up, it was different back then. But I had guns when I was ten and twelve, shooting rabbits and selling. Rabbits for me. <laughs> Josh is like rabbit rabbits. I, I never give Josh a gun. You know, you gotta pick you your got, target. You, you gotta <laughs> You gotta understand. He just told me to run. <laughs> <laughs> Josh will like, I play with it, the trigger what? trigger now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's there on this hole? What's there on this? But hey. yeah, no, it is and I think th- this kid, I won't name him because that's what they all love. They all want to be named. But mm. he on his eighteenth birthday went and he'd saved all his money from working at Wendy's and he took it and he went and bought guns. He shot his grandma in a bed because they had an argument over something. She was calling AT&T, which is a phone company. I think she was getting his phone disconnected and he had the shits and he shot her. She survived. Neighbours called the cops and told, like, he was like, I'm going to go shoot up a school. He, the cops, like, went and kind of intercepted him. He crashed into a place, shot up a funeral parlour or whatever, and then went into the school. A cop tried to stop him or whatever. And they like hadn't, alter- I'm not, in- they're not entirely sure. I'm not sure if it's been reported properly. He still went into the school and the cops just waited outside and could mm. hear him shooting kids and didn't go in or do anything. And it ended up being a border patrol agent actually was the one who stopped him, shot him dead. But they, they all say you need people armed on campus. You need this. And like, there was a bunch of cops there and none of them did yeah, anything. That's what was- <laughs> like, it's like, how do you, how many times do you want to spin it? Like, which way do you want to spin yeah. it? Like, yeah, I think Maybe. we're very, are very lucky here with the way. And, so but it's lucky. like other, isn't it like most, nearly every single other country doesn't have these, these apart from like you know third world or whatever, well, when they do have bigger problems the, than this. But they, you don't have people shooting schools up around. No, when you, yeah. I, there's like statistics that in I'm not sure how long, but like whether it was even just this year, but there were 288 shootings in America. That's crazy. In Mexico, there were like eight. That was the next country down. Eight. And then I think Canada ranked it too. And then the issue is people are getting guns in America, like in the United States, and then taking them illegally into Canada or Mexico and it's spilling over. But I know... It's funny it's their closest neighbours, isn't it? Yeah, right. But that's it. And then I think Norway had an issue because they've, they've got like less strict gun rules. You look at it and it's like the less strict the gun rules, the more gun violence there is, basically. If you, if you want to get a really good take on guns, gun control... Jim Jeffries. Yeah, I was going, you were going to say that. Australian comedian. And, and apparently that skit he did, like it went yeah. 15 minutes, and it was so uh, applauded that they've been teaching it, showing it in universities. Oh, really? Uh, as to... Fuck yeah, he, comedians. He, like, he's funny. He made, makes he so made much a lot of sense. laughs, yeah. but he was spot on. Yeah. And all these Back when there were muskets. Like, that's the biggest yeah. one where it's like, I have rights to defend... Like, 
back when there were muskets. Yeah. 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 I actually watched, have you ever watched um, Meat Eater on Netflix? It's actually so interesting. It's just about a guy. It's a documentary style. Each episode lasts like 20 minutes and he's a hunter from like birth and he goes with his friends and he travels and he hunts certain things in certain areas and he went to, there's one place. So it's still apparently really popular in the States that hunting is illegal on Sundays because it's like a church day, right? Like it's a religious thing. You can't hunt on Sundays. Animals need a prayer too. I think it was more like we have to get our husbands into the church somehow. Illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But in some areas there is a hunting season specifically just for muskets. That's and that's it. Cool. So there's a whole episode dedicated to that, and he was like, "This is fucking bullshit." Like the having to load it and how inaccurate it is to try and kill something. How close you have to be what, to it to why, kill it. Why don't these idiots? And this is still not right. And I'm sorry, but well, they'd be better off shooting up these you know, religious mobs than going to schools with little kids. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> it's okay. So all gun violence <laughs> yeah, yeah, is bad. Yeah. yeah. You mean just some yeah. are worse than others? Yes, it's but just like kids. White like who gets? I don't. Out of I, I don't, don't understand know. that. That yeah. never. I never understand why I'm just going to go shoot little kids up. No, and yeah. then you any, get the any, we're bringing, we're bringing the program. No, but I just want to say real quick, you yeah. get the assholes like Alex Jones, who literally think like Sandy Hook was a false flag or whatever they call yeah. it. Like that is. it's like when they say it was fake. He reckons Sandy Hook was fake, yeah. and he like pro- he he has people harass the parents of these poor kids. Uh, like they like in it's they're well suing he, him he at the knows moment. Bloody shooting in the nuts. Guess can what? Tell him it was blanks. Guess who loves him? Guess who loves him? <laughs> Joe Rogan has him on his podcast oh, all the time. Like it's just so fucked. But anyway. What do you mean picking up the vibe? I'm about to talk about a murder. Well, I'm a bit <laughs> sad. Killer. Like this was kids. Yeah, I know, but it, I think it's harder. I, I it sounds weird, but when you have kids, I feel like it seems so much worse. Oh, even watching a movie. I used to be like, watch when I was a kid watching a movie. Like, just leave them behind. They're slow. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like, kill the kid, not the, the dog. Kid. Throw the kid at the monster. <laughs> not the dog, it'll just slow not them the dog. down. And now I'm like, Could somebody please pick up the children. <laughs> when my when I had kids, my life was so much worse. <laughs> But what joy we bring you now? <laughs> you brought beers, that's a start. <laughs> Which makes you feel joyful. It does. But yeah. you're borrowing tomorrow's happiness. <laughs> that's so true. I know, I it's, it's very deep. That really, that hit, that yeah, hit hard. Like, yeah, tonight's going to be so good. Tomorrow's going to be so not good. Are you working tomorrow? No. Yeah, you have to pay for the beers. <laughs> Just pay for I'm the going to the Shoal Bay Country Club with the boys tomorrow. Are you really? really? Yeah. It's a fi- I mean, a fishing trip. <laughs> oh, you didn't just be listening to this. We're taking our rods. <laughs> what do you do there Fish? with your rods at the Shoal Bay Country Fish. Club? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we see which ones you are big enough to keep and which are small enough to throw back. Oh my god, I bet nothing's big in that group. Nothing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes the esky. Depends who's going. Who's going? No. <laughs> I was going to talk about a, a kind of unknown serial killer today. I know how much you all love true crime. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a little bit of that's <laughs> where the camera comes in yeah. handy. <laughs> Is there a little bit of a um, you know, a sci-fi sort of twist to it? Like a there's a twi- fictional there's a, there's alien a weird part. Like it's kind of a bit bizarre. Cool, Keep going. but there's no paranormal. No, oh, but we'll remind start. everyone we're going to be filming Not soon. We're yet. almost ready to go. Yeah. We've got a neon sign. and Everything. We're so professional. Just give you a burp. Did you, anyone need a beer refill before we start? These are called. We're drinking today. Josh likes to bring goat. <laughs> it's called goat. It's called goat. It very. Like goat. It literally says very enjoyable beer. Did you want a different one? I've got. No, I've no, got no. Um, different beer. You can have a different one. No, I like goat beer because it says very. <laughs> it says it's very, very enjoyable, enjoyable. So you kind of have to do as it says. You're gonna be the guy that's like, it's only enjoyable. I'm not yeah, a happy person. One. I don't mind no, that. I reckon I always find drinks the more you drink. The better that taste. I just drink to get fucked up, he says. <laughs> that's, that's what Jim Jeffries said. <laughs> hey, today I'm going to be talking about a serial killer called Charlie Brandt. Oh, Charlie I thought you were going to say Brown then. Charlie Brown in Woodstock. Brandt, <laughs> Bryant is not the same as the other The one. bird. No, not Brian. So born Carl Brandt on February 23rd, 1957 in Fort Wayne, Indiana... Charlie was the second of four children born to German immigrants Herbert and Ilse Brandt. The Brandts moved around a lot due to his father's job, making it difficult for him to make friends as he was always the new kid in town. It's always the start, isn't it? They're always like kind of lonely. Are they excuses or are they real? Um, I think when you look in most cases with serial killers, they're always the lonely kid who... It, there's lots of... There's like... um, I think it's called the rule of three... And there's like a list of 10 things. And most times serial killers will have three, like bedwetting, 
animal torture, no friends at school sort of thing. Bedwetting. Oh, I got two, of, I got two of them. <laughs> animal torture. Oh, be- what? what was the third one? Sorry, bedwetting, animal torture and... Um, there's no like friends. a there's like a whole list. What are the, what are the three you're talking no about? No friends, bedwetting. No friends, bedwetting, like animal torture. Oh jeez, I can't pick which two of you. That like <laughs> impulsive, like it's the, if you look, there's like a list of things. I can I'll look it up real quick because I actually think it's really interesting. And you can tell me whether you think you'd be a serial killer. Actually, most serial killers you'll find are Scorpios or Pisces. So they're fish, or they're like yep. got nippers. <laughs> <laughs> what? So there are fish that use nippers. So the early signs um, are antisocial behaviour. Well, that's me now that I'm my old age. Yeah, I'm You are so social. You're not antisocial I'm social at all. when I'm with people, but given that's a choice, I have to be prodded to people. Oh, no, you're well, yeah, right. Okay, you just, debunked, you just debunked my <laughs> you, whole... <laughs> You can have a party by yourself. I could, <laughs> and I do. But that's my point. I'm only Isn't social when I'm with people. That's how it works. So arson. That's, that's fire oh, yeah, starting. Burn, yeah. <laughs> so Emma. I love fires. <laughs> So arson, torturing small animals. How small? Like, like where's the line between insects, torching. animals? Puppies, kittens, dogs. Oh, but they're cute. Like, Bluey, maybe. A lot of the time you'll see they'll, like um, Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, used to like catch neighbourhood cats and torture oh, them sort of yeah, thing. That's like, not that good. Sort of well, vibe. my grandfather used to glue buttons to their feet and watch them run around on the line. <laughs> Let's not share too much. That's I just don't. That's not torture. The cat could have, you know. That's Stop, let, we're just going to end it there. Ah. So poor family life. Yeah. So many serial Shift killers come from unstable families with criminal, psychiatric, or alcoholic histories. Oh, we're fun alcoholics. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're the good ones. The social alcoholics. Uh, childhood abuse, substance abuse, voyeurism. So, like peeping toms. Oh, what right. is it called? Voyeurism is peeping. Like people. What voyeurism is when you in. Well, it's like when you enjoy watching people in private moments. So, like should dogging. Be, Have you ever you heard of be, dogging? Should be private peak. moments and dogging. Have you ever heard of dogging? No. So, basing stroke the basing peakerism, peekabooerism. You don't you don't go you don't show that you're there though. You so it's not really peekaboo. I'm watching you. <laughs> you dog. Oh, he's got so me. Like, oh, that's it. That's the serotonin I need. <laughs> <laughs> so Basing Stoke is a place in England where voyeurism is really popular. So what would happen is you would go there t- and people would be like having sex in cars or whatever and you'd go there to watch them or participate. Voyeurism is where you go Partici- somewhere. Participate. Or just slide in I there. Hey, don't mind me, guys. <laughs> when you start participating, you're not you're not really voyeuristic anymore. Voyeurism is the act of like watching someone in like a private moment. I'm going to be honest with you, if, if there's two people having sex in a car, I would stop and watch for a little bit. And then I'd be like, this is getting weird now. Oh, uh, but I'd be like... You don't actively seek don't it see out it every, No, yeah, God, That's no. the difference. Like <laughs> a street looking through car window. <laughs> can, I, can I tell the story about... <laughs> the, the, the river? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? So dad has it. Yeah, I got That's one. got all these buddies. Well, that wasn't voyeurism. That was just like, you know, I was kind of like the rabbit that was on crossing the road and the car come along with really bright lights. Just tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to... My neighbour rang me one day and said, hey, there's a there's a vehicle gone down near your pump at the river. I just sent it go past our place and he said, you might want to check it out. I don't yeah, because all the farmers, like, well, they're robbing something or they're, well, yeah, they're going to yeah. do donuts. They're going to put this pump in their pocket. Yeah. And then farmers <laughs> look after each other. They just, you know, if you see something happening in they're your They're so fucking place, bored that you're like, a car came past here. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. Well, well, it, was my, it was my cow. No, my <laughs> and, uh, I've gone down there and uh, I couldn't see anything. And... And went closer to where my pump side is, so you have a bit of a cutting going down to the river. Yeah. And sure enough, this car was parked down. They went down, down there. the cutting. Down the Jesus. Cutting. And I went down, nobody in the car. So I've walked down. So <laughs> that's the first place you look? Yeah. Well, <laughs> obviously, you look He's at the got car. It. And, and uh, I've, I've walked past the car to where my pump is on the on the riverbank. I still couldn't see anything. Uh, and I went to walk forward thinking, they must be fishing or something. Yeah. And I could hear a bit of noise in here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, where I walk just past the pump, the, the river falls off very sharply straight down. Mm-hmm. And I looked over the side and here it was, a beautiful little blanket laid out. <sighs> and, well, I could tell you how many wrinkles she had on the bottom of her feet, if oh that helps. Oh, my God. Uh, and and it, I don't know what this voyeurism or whatever, but when you see that, you kind of go, did I just see what I just saw? And I'm looking and I'm standing there and honestly, I reckon I was only there probably 10 seconds. And he was done. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't done. I thought he was killing her. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> 10 seconds. He was I stabbing reckon. her with something. And, and I, and I, like, I don't have two pumps running. 
he was doing yeah, yeah. several pumps. Anyhow, <laughs> ten seconds, and I'm like, oh shit! And then me mobile phone rang. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. Mate, his head come up. <laughs> that's what his phone yeah. like a buzz. He just he's, he he caught him mid thrust. I don't know. Yeah, anyhow, he he's up and looking around. Did it in the eyeball. <laughs> I just pissed myself laughing. I walked back up the bank. How old said, were they? It was your mother. Oh. Your mother had rang me. I sent something. Yeah. <laughs> what are you looking at, you dirty bastard? <laughs> I bet it's boobs. What are you doing? It's a man's butt. And I must admit, like, I wondered, obviously. Um, you were the creepy sort of person that would want to hang around and be like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Like, how I'm was just, it? I'm just <laughs> a neighbourhood farmer. Yeah, you've, <laughs> like, you're on my, my property. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. You'd be like, I didn't mean to interrupt. Can't, you kids have fun. Go yeah. back. Does yeah. anyone want a drink? <laughs> now, looks like it's about to rain. How's the weather? You're... <laughs> yeah, it looks wet. Did you did you see me loosen when you were coming in? <laughs> <laughs> he was doing his own loosening. Oh, that. my God. How old were they, you reckon? Oh, I was going to say early 30s. Oh, really? That seems like that seems weird. I would have thought teenagers, like why early 30s? You'd think you could pay money for a motel room. Yeah. Oh, they were definitely having an affair. That's exactly what I thought yeah. at the time. Um, the river. Because who goes? <laughs> That's a lot of effort. That's you, playing that. It well, comes down that lane. and You guys, I'll ask Josh, yeah. how many women, you, your wife, uh, we could, how many we, women could have, we could have <laughs> sex at home in bed or we can go down the river in the sand. What do you want to do? Is this my wife asking you? <laughs> I just say, what do you reckon most women would say? They'd say, I'm not going down to the river. She didn't no. want to get no. chicken snitchelled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyhow. It was interesting. Yeah, but you felt, when you were watching it, you are like, oh, yucky, I shouldn't be doing this. No. No, but... I was like, yucky, they shouldn't be doing yeah. that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. You felt like you stumbled across something private and it felt weird watching yeah, it. Yeah, and voyeurs, it really did. Voyeurs seek it out. They're like, I want to... But I honestly don't know what would have happened if your mother hadn't ring because it was so quick. That yeah. Do you uh, think you would have stood there longer? Do you think you would have gone, uh, excuse me? Yeah. Or would he just laugh? Are you nearly finished? I would have just laughed. I would have been <laughs> like, you go, yeah, I yeah. you go, man. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it's like not even a sexual thing. You just heaps nosy. You're just like, what yeah. do, do I know? I want to know why. I think that's her. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. She's married. Like it's not, yeah, it's not even like, oh, I like I'd be like, hey, hey guys, I know this is a pump sort, but <laughs> you've taken it too literally. It's irrigation. You are literally, like this is how horror movies go, dad. What? Literally, they're just like, we're just trying to find a nice place in the countryside. Ooh. And then the creepy farmer with the shotgun shows up and he's like, come back to my house. You're yeah. the other side yeah. of yeah. every horror movie ever. I watch horror movies now. I'm like, maybe he's friendly. Well, it's always to, the farmer. and to be honest, I wonder how many people kill through opportunity. because You had a good opportunity of, that, then. Well, they probably hid their tracks getting there. No. Nobody would have known they yes, were there. Yes, the farmer did. The farmer who rang you did. Yeah, but he'd come over and help me. No, he wouldn't. Yeah. He would have. He's always up for a good time. Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway, holy shit, anyway, we're so far off track. Farmers, okay. So, so that's a circle. So you're No, I didn't touch him. You guys you guys are out because the eighth sign is intelligence. Oh, oh. Yeah. okay, well that's all everything. Yeah. I'll never look for us. You should have led with that, we wouldn't have to listen to us. Apparently many serial killers have IQs in the bright normal range. I don't know what that means. Bright normal. Mm. And you reckon we're just done. Reg- don't know what it like means. Like, they're just, they're, I don't know. So, and then also shiftlessness. Despite higher than normal intelligence, many serial killers have trouble keeping jobs or working unskilled labour. So they just move around a lot. They can't hold down a job. Like really an AD, not ADHD, but like it's that sort of like they're switched on all the time and they have to be doing something different all the time. Yeah. Or are they bored? I guess it's if like a not, number of those yeah, things. If they're not killing people, they're, they're bored. Yeah, it's it's, but it is, and they move around a lot. But I guess if you are killing people, you can't hold a job, can you? Really, because that's too risky. You've got to move around. Yeah, mm. I don't know. It depends. Anyway, anyway, why, do, why don't they have a world uh, bad guy? Like, what are you calling these guys? We're talking about serial killers. World serial killer. It's called MIB. Oh, as for like, we get them all together. <laughs> they should have one of them, like, be part of a, <laughs> a, a like a network. Uh, yeah, and get together and and go uh, paintballing with live bullets. And just let them shoot each other. They like doing it. Oh, but they do agree together. to it. Is that what you're getting? Oh, well, I can't well, they don't tell really if have this a choice. Supposed to be a joke. <laughs> We're taking this very literally. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying <laughs> to back him up in terms of I'm making the rules. He's making the like, the broad draft. Yeah, actually, I read um, a book recently, and the serial killer in it, he was in jail, 
and he was called the Smiley Face Killer and he thought himself very clever and he started um, a kind of network of letters with other serial killers in jail asking about motive and, and they all had like an actual serial killer club. Yeah. President. And it was just like was, really kind yep. of fucking weird. Secretary. Yeah. So anyway, back Treasurer. to back to Charlie Brandt. This sort of thing. So he moved around a lot. He didn't have a lot of friends. So on the evening of January 3rd, 1971, 13-year-old Charlie took the handgun from his father's dresser. So this ties in nicely back to gun control, right? So did you have an age then? 13. 13. He's 13 years old. His mother, Ilse, was eight months pregnant and in the bathroom taking a bath while his father shaved at the sink close by. Charlie entered the bathroom and shot his mother at point-blank range. What the hell? He then turned the handgun on his father, shooting him in the back. His 15-year-old sister had heard the commotion from her bedroom. Don't you reckon the father would have turned around before he got shot in the back or was he running out? I'd say if it was like back in the day and it's like a small bathroom, he probably came in behind the dad, shot her in the bath, and the dad's like he's got his back to him. She's like turned around, quick smart of a gun, went off in the bathroom. Maybe he was trying to run from him. I don't really know. The details in this case, like they aren't that well known. So... His 15-year-old sister had heard the commotion from her bedroom. She ran into the bathroom to investigate the gunshots and Charlie lined her up and pulled the trigger. No shot rang out. The gun was out of bullets. <laughs> he doesn't so, know how many people. So they're Angela, not intelligent. No. Charlie. Who, well, who knows how many yeah, know, bullets yeah. were in the gun or how many times he shot. Angela noted Charlie looked strange. His eyes were glazed over and he didn't seem himself. She was able to convince him to give her the gun she just kept telling him how much she loved him, that they'd run away together and everything would be all right. This evidently worked and Angela was able to escape to a neighbor's house to call for help. So apparently he chased her while she was trying to get to the neighbors and then he went to another neighbor house himself and was like, I've killed my parents. Mm. So the police arrived and took Charlie into custody while his father was rushed to hospital where he eventually made a full recovery. So his dad lived, but his mum and his eight-month-old unborn sibling died. Jesus Christ. The detectives questioned Charlie regarding his motives for the murder of his mother and the attempted murder of his father and sister, and he just kept saying he didn't know why he did it. He couldn't explain his actions. He just said, I don't remember, I don't know. So due to Charlie being only 13, he wasn't charged for his crimes. Instead, he was sent to a psychiatric hospital where he would be assessed by multiple mental health professionals. None of them were able to find anything clinically wrong with Charlie, nor were they able to elicit any possible motivation behind the crimes. So it's been speculated that Charlie's mental snap could have been triggered by a hunting trip where his father allegedly shot his much-loved dog. So apparently... They went hunting and this dog was a bit of a bastard and was just not well trained or whatever and it it kept scaring <laughs> it kept scaring away game and it ran into a bush and his father fired a few shots into the bush and it, he didn't mean to but he was like frustrated and he accidentally killed the dog. He but, meant to. But then, <laughs> but then it's also speculated that maybe Charlie killed the dog himself. Like it's it's not Nothing is. It, they knew the dog was killed by someone, either Charlie or his father, but they're not entirely sure who or whether Charlie made it up. So he, Charlie remained at the facility for about a year until his father successfully petitioned to have him released into his custody. Charlie has an older sister, Angela, and then two younger sisters. And his dad was like, oh, it's been a year. Like, come back He's into fine. the house. Come mm. live with us again. Shoot me from the front, you be a man. <laughs> <laughs> no, the father was the isn't one that, running. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah. Isn't that weird, though? Yeah. Like, what do you think, Dad? If Josh had, ki- like, if Josh had shot Mum and then attempted to kill me... And w- would you just be like, come on, hold on? And shot time. you in the back. Yeah, yeah would you yeah. be like, what would you do? Oh, that, no, you'd, you'd, you'd disown him. I didn't get a second chance. No. <laughs> you were Josh lucky you get a single tear coming rolling like down the, your face. I'll make the shot count then. <laughs> you were lucky we kept you without shooting at us. <laughs> Fair enough. But do you know what I mean? Like, you have a duty of care to these other kids. Of course. And also, the two younger sisters, they were like um, quite young. They were told that their mum died in a car accident. So oh, they had well, no idea that Charlie shot their mum. You couldn't. Like you said, Judy, you care. He petitioned for custody. So he went and was like, I want him. Like he, it wasn't like the professionals were like, oh, we'll release him back into your care. He went to the state and was like, I want my son back. Here we go. Here we go. He, so he's taught the kid how to shoot. He's got the shits with his mum. No, sorry. The husband doesn't like his wife. He tells the kid, come in and no. do a job on mum. Then shoot me, but don't kill me. Good shot. Don't kill your sister, and then I'll get you back home. What about the okay. little, little baby? Picked up. They the, were downstairs. Was they there didn't any uh, life assurance? Didn't you say the mum no. in an eighteen month? Eight months. She was eight months. Oh, she's pregnant. pregnant. Yes, yeah. that's pretty messed up. So, but wait. Okay, I guess you could figure that. But mm. then, 
So for the entirety of his hospitalisation, they were never able to determine what had caused Charlie to snap and attempt to murder his entire family. So whilst he received treatment, no one was able to tell for certain whether Charlie's murderous inclinations had been re- rehabilitated So he's or not. normal. Like, well, they, when they're testing him, he's not crazy. Dude, they don't know what to treat him for because, yeah, they can't tell nothing. what had happened. He's, and she said, like, the story is he had glazed over eyes and he was yeah, like... Yeah, he was like a fugue state, similar yeah. to, like, Ed Gein, I guess. Yeah. So this unnerved Angela, who was terrified to have Charlie sharing a house with her for the rest of the and the rest of the family again, for the remainder of their cohabitation, Angela stated that she was always on edge and slept with one eye open. Hundred percent. She was scared of her brother, right? Hundred yeah, percent. So upon Charlie's return, the family never spoke about the incident ever again, <laughs> and Charlie never received any follow-up psychiatric care. Oh, that's just... He just killed the mum in the park. Yeah, like, an attempt shot his dad, tried to kill his dad and his sister. So according to all reports, Charlie never again acted in any threatening way. He actually became a really friendly and compassionate person. Neighbours and extended family members even went as far to to describe Charlie as an all-round great guy who would do anything for anyone. He was possessed. Yes, that's what the Christians would say. Not the Christians. I don't know how to say the heel song. (laughs) So, yes, <laughs> he was. So, in 1984, after receiving an electronics degree, Charlie obtained work as a radar specialist for Ford Aerospace in Astor, Florida. A couple of years later, in 1986, Charlie married his longtime girlfriend, Teresa, Terry Helfrich. Terry had originally been introduced to Charlie by a mutual friend who happened to be Angela's ex-husband, Jim. Did you say Helfridge? Helfrich? Hel- no, I think it's Helfrich. Helfrich sounded cool. Heinrich. You can't choose our last names, can we? Uh, apparently you can. <laughs> yeah, took our parents' chosen for us. <laughs> well, no, they didn't. Need it. You know what? Carry on. <laughs> so shortly after their marriage in 1989, they settled down in a place called Big Pine Key in the southernmost portion of the Florida Keys. So you know the Florida Keys? It's like the chain of islands. Yeah. Okay, so think of true lies. Think of the bomb and the limo <gasps> and, and the they're following it and the bridge. Oh, my God. The Florida Keys. And the jet that doesn't go forward. It just yes. stays in one place. Oh yeah. God, Florida Keys. That bridge? Florida Keys. Well, I can think about this. That's Arnie how it joins the islands. What yes. was the name of those jets that stay in the one spot? And F. England had them. F. They just used to take off. Uh, not Hercules. Um, we'll come back to that. I don't right? know. It's like yeah. a quiz you used to do with his uh, kids. Harrier. Harrier right. jump jet. Yeah. They were cool. But yeah. He had to. That's where they were when that nuclear weapon yeah. went off. Yeah. Friends of Terry and Charlie said they thought Charlie was a bit odd, but also thought they made a good couple. One of Terry's closest friends, Melanie, even went as far to say if she had a husband who loved her half as much as Charlie loved Terry, she would be one of the luckiest women in the world. Yeah, so he's like killing it, really. Mm. Yeah. He's getting those bitches. He was killing it. He's still so, killing oh. Sorry, that's a bit, yeah. yeah. yeah no, I thought that was a good one. <laughs> so Charlie was considered quiet and reserved, but overall Terry's friends found him likable. No marital issues were ever detected and Terry had previously told Melanie that Charlie didn't seem to have any sort of temper. They never argued and he rarely ever got angry. Well, there's a, there's alarm bells. Dude, away. red flag, right? 100% is the first argue. thing I thought. Yeah, couples that don't argue, something wrong. But that, no, but legitimately, yeah, that's right. Like, mm. that's not normal to nah. not have any sort of, yeah. like... I like purple. Me too. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's flying under the radar. But yeah, it's yeah. just like, everything is fine. On September 2nd, 2004, Charlie and Terry were evacuated from their home in the Florida Keys before Hurricane Ivan could make landfall. Their niece, Michelle Jones, had invited them to stay at her place in Orlando and she was really excited to host them. So she's 38 years old. She's really close with her auntie Terry. So it's her mum's sister and she likes them. She's like, yeah, come over. Who calls a Hurricane Ivan? I think they go through the alphabet, don't they? I don't know. It just seems like a... Oh, they should call it Hurricane Dad. Well, it's like people's names today. (laughs) (laughs) Just to make him happy. (laughs) Uh, People's names today, like... uh, (laughs) Lance. 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 Mm -hmm. This is an old one, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. They used to call him that back in the mid... You know, in England, medieval times. They used to call him Lance a lot. (laughs) I've just... (laughs) Thank you, Dad, for bringing the dad jokes. Yeah, oh, someone's good. Dad to do brought it. all of Dad with him. <laughs> There's a lot of Lancer lots. <laughs> so I'm just trying to bring you out of this somehow <laughs> with another dad joke. So Charlie and Terry were really close with 37 year old Michelle, and Charlie in particular loved being around her. He would creepily refer to her as Victoria's Secret to his close friends. So that's what he would call like to Jim, like he's he'd oh, he'd, oh Victoria's Secret all the time. He had like 
some fucking weird crush on it, right? Mm. That's so creepy. Victoria's so crush on someone. That's fine. Your niece. That's not fine. I <laughs> forgot that whole yeah. part. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's his voyeurism coming. Out. <laughs> so when Charlie and Terry were visiting Michelle, Michelle was in constant contact with her mother and Terry's sister Mary Lou, whom lived out of state. Michelle would ring Mary Lou multiple times a day, updating her with their plans and just generally chit-chatting. On the evening of September 13, 2004, Michelle's friend Debbie intended to come over to hang out, but Michelle had rung her and advised her not to. She told Debbie that over dinner and drinks, Charlie and Terry had gotten into an argument and the atmosphere was quite tense and she thought it was better Debbie stay home. She was like, oh, Debbie was a bit of a downer. Are you following this story? Mm, uh, the characters are there. Yeah. There, there's a lot of characters here. I'm literally how he, I'm. Fo- oh no! There you go, no. mad. <laughs> here it comes. The fingers you up. Know, I hate, <laughs> She's got the finger I locked. Ha- I hate listening to a book because that's the only way I read them. Is Can I just tell you really quick? <laughs> last night we were over at Mum and Dad's, and Dad was asking me to explain Frozen to him as it was playing on the TV, and I was like, Dad, it's made for literal fucking children. If you don't understand what's going on, I can't help you. He was what, like, what's your point? <laughs> Hans was the good guy. That's what Dad was like. From Weasel Town, who's this man? Is he bad? Weasel Town. Read the music change. Does that mean he's so? So who's honor again? Fucking redhead. (laughs) Who was the uh, icy bitch? Juniper's two and a half. She's like Elsa, Poppy. (laughs) Elsa. Yeah, Elsa. She was nice. She was a bit cold, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, was. But okay. anyhow, these books. I hate it when when you read a book and they introduced about thirty characters in the last in the first page. Dad wants one character yeah, the whole one way through. One, one per. Just stick to fucking comics. I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> okay. Dad needs visual representation. Yeah. <laughs> a storybook with pictures. Even that's, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. How many houses did the wolf blow down? <laughs> Everyone must wear a different three. color. <laughs> so the next day on September 14, thousand and four, Mary. <laughs> Mary Lou made multiple phone calls to Michelle. All of them went unanswered. This worried Mary Lou, so she contacted Debbie and asked her to, ch- to pop in and check on him. When Debbie arrived at Michelle's, the first thing she found was Charlie's corpse hanging from a rafter in the garage with a stepladder on its side below him. So uh, he'd gone. Strung himself and up. He, he'd got a step, a ladder, and he put it between the two vehicles in the garage, and he'd got a sheet, and he'd hung himself with a sheet, and the ladder had kicked over onto the ground. So that ju- went a different way. Yeah, due to the sweltering heat, his body had already started to decompose. Oh. Debbie immediately phoned the police. They arrived shortly after and cautiously entered the home. They found Terry reclined on the couch. She was dead, having been stabbed seven times in the oh, chest. Oh, so there you go. Mm. The police then entered Michelle's room and found her decapitated and disemboweled. Her heart had been cut out and her other organs had also been removed. She was dead. Yes. Michelle's breast had also been sliced off and one of her legs had been amputated. That's a lot of, that's it's like a a lot lot of work. It's a lot of stuff going on. That's a lot on. of work. He was, it was later determined she had been killed by a single stab wound to her chest. Michelle's head had been placed on the bed and angled so it was facing her body. Her hair had also obviously been brushed away from her eyes to not obscure the view. So he cut her head off, put it on the bed to like watch her own body and what mm, he was doing to it. How's that for mentality? Mm-hmm. The killer had also gone to the trouble of cutting multiple pairs of Victoria's secret bras and underwear and scattered them around Michelle's body in the rest of the room. This is some weird shit, though. Like, Dude, straight away, the cops were pretty certain Charlie had committed these killings and they were looking at a double murder-suicide. I'm but going it, back to the father. <laughs> no. Charlie's father. This is a cover-up. You are such a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, it's a cover-up. This is a pretty bad the, cover-up. The kid <laughs> yeah, said, I'm going to tell your dad, I'm going to the cops to tell him you made me kill mum. And... And shoot you where it didn't kill you. And the earth is flat. And uh, I'm going to tell him. And then the father's come in and said, I'll sort you out, Charlie. Oh, my God. And he made it. He, pretty good father's cover dead. He's not. I can't just <laughs> shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> She's trying to debunk you, man. Yeah. <laughs> she knows I've so, got it. <laughs> Don't let her win. As soon as the detective saw the surgical precision in which Michelle's body had been mutilated, they immediately knew this wasn't the first time Charlie had killed somebody <gasps> and Charlie's they were likely father, dealing with a serial killer. Sorry, was Charlie's father a doctor? No. He mm. was a labourer. A vet? Precision. A labourer. What, an abattoirs? No. <laughs> he didn't do it. Oh, no, it was Charlie. Charlie. Okay, he did okay, it. Okay, he didn't do it. 
The investigators contact Charlie's family and call them in to inform them of the murders and Charlie's suspected involvement, which is when Angela tells them about Charlie's horrific past. So because he was 13 at the time, there's no record of him killing his mum. That's got to be a... I know no, you can't. Once you turn 18, your, your slate's clean. You know how, like, the states what? don't talk to one another. It happened in Indiana. They're in Florida. No idea. Is that really a thing? Even in, 100%. Even in athletics, you have records of under-12 champions. There's what no they're, internet they're, back then. There's no record of him doing yeah, but like, that. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a while back. But now, oh, we, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but it's got to <laughs> be a thing now. Your slate, like, Let's go le- nuts under 18 legally, and we're forgiven. It depends yeah. if you're forgiven or not. Legally speaking... Find the line. Tr- legally speaking, if the it. cops were to look it up in their database, there'd be nothing in there. Or there might be like a misdemeanor when he was underage Grab or something. Grab those bloody lemons and De- pin every freaking It depends. Stop on. it. It's all right. Josh. It's forgiven. You're an asshole. <laughs> so Terry's... Terry's family were distraught when they heard this information. They believed if Terry had known Charlie had killed his mother when he was 13, she would never have married him. However, according to Angela's ex-husband, Jim, who had introduced them, Terry was aware of Charlie's murderous past. They'd spoken about it previously to getting married and Terry was still went ahead with their nuptials. So Terry's family even went on to Dr. Phil. Like they were on the Dr. Phil show to like blame Angela and Terry's father and say they were responsible for Terry's murder when it's like not really, like you can't, because that's a legit show, isn't it? Yep, Phil. I know, but yeah. right. But if you yeah. can't, if Josh had done that, I can't follow him around his whole life and be like, by the way, he killed his mum. Every time he meets someone, by the way, he killed mum. Like, you, you can't do that. I'm Tiffany, I'm Josh. He killed his mum. That's what it <laughs> Bro, you stop it. But that's what I mean. Like, I don't think they, like, he's responsible. It's him. Charlie did it. He's responsible for it. So after investigators completed the family interviews, they then went on to search the Brant's house down in Florida Keys. They found Charlie had been a subscriber to the Victoria's Secret catalogue for years. Creepy. So when Why they, is that creepy? Why is that creepy? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you both just outed yourselves. Fucking oh. self-report. No, that, cost, that costs money, and you know, me and Dad would not subscribe, and it costs money. <laughs> when you can go down to the river and see. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. When they entered the master bedroom, they found a life-size poster of the female anatomy on the back of the main door. Neither Charlie nor Terry worked in any sort of medical field that would warrant the need for the poster. The poster could be seen directly from Char- where Charlie slept in bed. So it's like a strange poster in a strange place. You'd wonder why Charlie's father put it there, wouldn't you? Oh, my God. The detectives also this is found... going to keep up. <laughs> no, I'm just ignoring him at this point. The detectives also found multiple medical journals and books on human anatomy along with Terry's diary. Most of the entries were pretty normal, like went fishing today or had steak for dinner. But they did note a few short entries like weird day. Like too normal. <laughs> weird day. Charlie didn't come home last night or Charlie stayed out all night last night and didn't come home until the morning and there were no explanations for his absences. The detectives then went and looked back at the locations Charlie had previously lived or travelled to for work. So he often travelled all over Florida and even the country for work and they unearthed some pretty interesting stuff. They found a number of cold cases that shared some pretty similar characteristics to Michelle's murder and they had all occurred when Charlie was in town. Out of the six plus cases where heads were removed and hearts were missing, the detectives were able to positively attribute two cases to Charlie. He was heavily suspected to have been responsible for a number of of the other cases. However, they didn't have enough evidence to label him responsible. So they couldn't say in like a court of law that he did it. Yeah. But these other two cases, they could. So they're just similar, but they can't just say that was him then. Yeah, they didn't have enough evidence to support it. But the other two they did. One of the cold cases was that of 38-year-old Sherry Parisho, whose body was found by local fishermen on July 19th, 1989. Her throat had been fatally slashed, nearing decapitation, and she had been cut from her neck down to her torso and her spine had also been severed. Her heart had been removed post-mortem and was never found. Sherry owned a small rowboat, which she lived in. From the slice marks left at the bottom of the boat, it was determined to be her place of murder and dism- dismemberment. This occurred four blocks from where Charlie lived at the time. Oh. A sketch had been compiled by a witness who stated that they had seen a man in the area at the time of the murder and the sketch resembled Charlie. So did his father. <sighs> I'm so bored of that line of questioning. Don't look over at me. I am staying <laughs> out of this. This is between you two. <laughs> So Jim, so this is his sister's ex-husband, even said that Terry thought that Charlie could possibly have been involved in Sherry's murder. Apparently, Terry had told Jim on the night of the murder she had come downstairs to find Charlie with blood on his shirt. When she questioned the origin of the blood... Bleeding nose. <laughs> even worse. He said he'd been filleting fish. 
Right. Although he'd worked all day and he hadn't gone fishing. <laughs> Where's the fish? Mm. Uh, That's it. I ate them. <laughs> so Terry thought this interaction was a bit sus, so she confided mm. in Jim, who in turn confronted Charlie. He just told Jim that he didn't do it and they never spoke about it again. But Jim told the police this and that was like enough of a kind of testimony to shut that case down. And the other cold case that Charlie was determined to be responsible for was the murder of Darlene Toller, a mother of three and sex worker in Little Havana, Miami. Her body was found the day after Thanksgiving in 1995 on the side of the road. She'd been wrapped like a gift or package and placed by the road for someone to find. Her heart and head were missing and they were never found. From gas receipts and Charlie's mileage diary, investigators were able to determine Charlie had been in the area around the time of Darlene's murder. So he had to keep a ledger for work for all like to claim back mm. like miles and gas and everything yeah. that he had to buy, like fuel and stuff. And he yeah. was like right by it when it happened. So, but what sort of person, like he just assumed he wasn't getting caught. Yeah. I, like, there's something wrong with him, obviously. Well, well, you're not going to worry about, you know, 50 bucks to fill the car up if you're committing a murder and that's going to be a potential uh, lead to you. True. Uh, well, like, yeah, he kept a diary. I think he's a fucking dumbass. Why do people keep diaries? I don't know. So that you can read them years later and be like, oh, I remember that. Mm. I don't have the, the, the like, what is it, like the time, time to sit energy. down. Not like, attention I could span. make the time, yeah, attention span. I oh, just, yeah. I, my days are so boring. Why do I want to write I'll be like, oh, I did what I did yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I like, yesterday, I did what I did yesterday. Did I? Did I? If I was super exciting, maybe I'd have one, but yeah. I don't know. I can <laughs> see why people do it, but I just don't have that, like, Wednesday, depth. I'm still a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> So Charlie had travelled all across America and even abroad, making it possible for even more cases to be attributed to him. With serial killers, like you've heard, they usually start off pretty small. Like it takes them a while to hone in like an MO or like how they like to kill people. Mm. or And the bodies that they found that they could potentially attribute to him were with like the heart missing and the head what, missing yeah, what, were pretty weird. like um well done. So it's if he was doing it, he probably started... Younger, he practiced. And, and he practiced on people, and it, maybe the mo was a bit different, or they couldn't different Pro- states, different everything. They can't say it was him. Probably started on animals too. Exactly. They often say that, so. so he just worked his way up to like having surgical precision. So I'm guessing he has probably quite a few people in between there somewhere. Isn't it funny though, these serial killers, and it reminds me of a show your mother used to watch that uh, Dexter. Like yeah, you, you boo who uh, a serial killer, and unless he's killing people that have it coming but then he's judge jury execution yeah then you it's just yeah you can't do that yeah. because yeah then you are um what is it you're a vigilante yeah right can't have them running around but we like them no we, not people really yeah. Yeah. you do you do i like batman you do until they make the wrong mistake or batman they don't have all mistake. the evidence and they batman makes plenty of mistakes batman is actually the villain when you look at it He's got all this money, then he could help people, but instead he dresses up in a cape and runs around. And it helps. No, people. I'm gonna go. With money me. doesn't. Money doesn't make you happy. Yeah, I'm a sus on what. What? He he's literally a billionaire. <laughs> he could literally change Gotham if he wanted to, and instead he's just. I'm gonna go punch people in my outfit. Yeah, and then go home with Look Robin. Into Batman. <laughs> Batman is the enemy. He Look had an orphanage. He, he's the villain. Stuff. No, he is the villain. So no one knows why Charlie decided to kill his wife and niece and take his own life. Two days before the double murder suicide, that I love you, bit. Charlie visited his father at his home in Diamond Beach. Bingo. Oh, done. Yeah. His um, father told investigators that when Charlie said goodbye to him, he told him that he loved him and hugged him like he'd never done before. Nailed it right <laughs> from the start. Hugged him like he never... This time he didn't shoot me. He just <laughs> hugged me like he never loved me. This yeah. led the detectives to believe the whole thing was potentially premeditated. Mm-hmm. The end. I'm sticking with the army. You just <laughs> finished it off for me. Yeah, because old men are just fucking... Like, your dad's always the one that's doing shit they shouldn't be doing, right? No, I don't like the way this there is going. There we go. <laughs> Turn the now the tables have been turned. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Couldn't... Mightn't have been the father. I think it's interesting. It's just crazy. Don't backpedal now. <laughs> I still can't get over what he'd done when he was... Th- what was he? Th- no, he's, how old was he when he first... 13. 13. And it just gets white... Cl- that's fine. Oh, we can't, we can't determine anything. Just let him go with no, mm. like... You have to turn up once a week or month here to do this. And I don't think that happens in all instances. I think maybe because he was like a, a little white 13-year-old boy and they're like, ah, oh, no, I'm done. <laughs> little like, person of oh, steals puberty. bread loaf and they're like, lock him up forever. <laughs> like, do, you think, can't win. do you think this modern world we live in gives people too many chances? 
No, I think you should always try to rehabilitate before, like if there's a potential of it, because I think a lot of the time sending people to prison, it just makes the situation worse because you meet worse people and you kind of get indebted to them or you learn worse skills and then these are your mates now and then you get back into it. So you have a killer and you don't send them to prison. What do you do with them? Well, I'm not talking about in all instances. I'm mm. talking about like like some people obviously can't, but like I can see why they try to rehabilitate a 13-year-old. But in this instance... Still should have took his trigger finger off, I reckon. Well, he didn't shoot the other people, did he? Hands, I guess. Well, because he learned his lesson. He had his finger taken off. Hands was when you stole something, wasn't it? They cut your hand off. Yeah. Is that it, was, that's fairly intense. But now you're on disability and the government's paying for you. Oh, we needed time. We, Were we should come back with another... We should sit down. We are sitting down. Let's, <laughs> let's get a whiteboard. Why let's not a bl- the why whiteboard? Don't be racist. Jesus, <laughs> Brie. Yeah, you'd think she'd be able to describe this yeah. sort of... Yeah. No. Yeah, no, how do you like it? I, yeah, I, you, you can't say he's young, we can't do much, he seems fine now, send him back. All it takes is, like you said, about the killing, the shootings and that. Takes one bad day or one bad week, and then all of a sudden yeah. the, the glazy eyes come back, and someone else pays. I for think him. it's different too because they couldn't figure out like there was no motive in his mind. They couldn't. They you can't rehabilitate something. That's you fine, don't. but he still had the capabilities at some point to yeah. do what he done. That's pretty. Yeah, but they big. didn't know why he did it. But so that's you all can't the more reason. If you can't, if you can't figure out why a guy slips a gear and goes nuts. Exactly. You don't just send him back out and say, well, we couldn't figure it out. Especially with no, like, follow-up care. Like, absolutely none I, I reckon whatsoever. You should be locked up until they can work out what the That's, problem is. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. And then until they have, like, chair. a breakthrough. Oh, my God. Well, you know, if he did it, he did it. I think people make mistakes. It's a that's a not one. a mistake. I've made some mistakes, but well, that's not a mistake. I think there's a reason why they don't pros- like they don't prosecute people like to the full extent of the law under the age of eighteen, sort of thing, for the most part. Yeah, uh, there is a degree. I will, that's, I will yeah. agree to a degree, but gee, you know, it's like kind of like when they want to abolish the death penalty because unless someone can like act- actually admits that they're guilty, like do you know how many people have died by the death penalty that they've found out later on actually weren't guilty of the crime? Yeah. So many. Yeah, it's a good way to shut them up, the ones yeah. that are innocent. But it's also like, hey, you killed someone and my Christian beliefs don't believe in that, so you're a dead man. <laughs> like, it's like, but that's what it is. Like, okay. Well, I love Jesus. Yeah, like, which way we, we, you, is murder a sin, but you're going to yeah. murder me? Like, how are we going to... Yeah. This ball keeps rolling. Now you're going down the uh, path of, oh, mate, what's his name? That uh, The pedophile king in America. Oh, fucking um, Gislaine Maxwell's boyfriend. Yeah. Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't that convenient that he bloody died. Dude, prison. I'm I not a conspiracy theorist. I'm yeah. not a conspiracy theorist for the most part, but that just didn't happen on its own. No, and if he had tapes of all these uh, mates that were having fun, including a couple of presidents. Oh, and not to mention that, the Queen's not son. Good, yeah. That's not good. Yeah, wasn't there stuff like cameras went off at a certain point and this happened, this went down? Yeah. And then it, yeah. That's sus. It's super sus, bro. Like, it's almost so like they've done sus. it going, I oh, know this is going to be sus, but it needs to happen. Mm. We need to yeah. get rid of him. It's better to look sus yeah. than, than yeah. look guilty. Than come out I mean, and be considering the president at the time was like on his little black book list of like little pedophile yeah. people. Like, obviously we know what happened. Yeah. Like, it's in a bit like the saying I always was told, it, it's better to... Kill them off instead of them talk later. <laughs> Better to keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool than no, open your mouth and remove it. all doubt. <laughs> but no. you know who was in Jeffrey Epstein's little black book as well? No. Tom Hanks. Ooh. He's Hollywood's sweetheart. Ooh. Bill Gates. So why Get was away he in out the of book? here. Pardon? Why was he in the book? Well, he would fly with Jeffrey Epstein to places. And nice. well, okay. but could he be going there for not the bad stuff or was it just all a bad I thing? I, don't, I didn't he, understand. I don't know why he would if, like, what's the point of Jeffrey Epstein if it wasn't for the yeah, party? Well, what did he roll as? What was his? What was he seen as, Jeffrey Epstein? Exactly. Other than those yeah, pimp, really. Well, he was, he was just a pimp, so The rich right? guys went like, to him or the powerful fellas went to him and he took I don't to, know. It, yeah. it might be one of those cases, you know what it's like when you go to a party with friends and then all of a sudden all you go to this party and they meet other friends and all their other friends are doing shit that you just like, you just like, nah, I'm good. Hey, I don't really want to smoke meth tonight. Yeah. And then yeah. you kind of like, you don't know what you're in for until you mm. get there and you're like, actually, I thought we were just going to be kicking it, but yeah, that's what I meant. you're like, injecting heroin, like so I'm maybe pretty, no. Yeah, I'm pretty simple. <laughs> yeah. My mates were like, we're going to a really cool party that everyone goes to, all the cool cats. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, get me there. Yeah, yeah. Cool sports bar, put a few and bets on. Oh my God, what is that? <laughs> I'm in the black, you're in the black book. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like you'd you have to have there. some you idea. You went there, yeah. yeah. At the very least, I think a lot of them are incriminated because they just did it. They went along with it and didn't ask questions. So they're like, oh, I didn't know. 
Mm. I don't like. I'm pretty sure you would have an idea. Because I'd still be in the tab room or nowhere else. That's yeah. what I mean. Like. Yeah. I don't know about these people that go along with things and say, "Well, everybody else was doing it." Yeah, that don't make. It I right. think it's more like, "Oh, I didn't know she was 14." Like that sort of vibe, and it's kind of like, mm. like, and then Jis Lane, though she was the one that was kind of grooming these kids mm. and paying them 20 bucks to come to these parties. Like mm. that whole thing is you just, wild. You just made me think though when you said that about didn't know she was 14 and. That can be an excuse to a degree because there's like a lot of young women situations. that look a lot older. Yeah, it, they're still pieces of shit for doing what they're doing. But, yeah, but they're not illegal. Or I feel like there's a big difference between this situation and then a fourteen-year-old going is a setup. out. This yeah. is like actual. I, it's actual line. sex trafficking. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. a fourteen-year-old going to the pub and saying that and they're older in. than they actually are. Well, not fourteen, are, yeah. but like you can get a 15, 16 year old sneaks into the pub. Yeah. That look mid twenties, or yeah, and then yeah, some poor sure. guy. Shacks up and then they're like, oh, I'm actually 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Well, it's what, yeah, it's mm. it's one of, the, yeah, it's yeah. not well, great. Well, I'm actually a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Double <laughs> surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's messy. And I just think that whole, that whole thing is so creepy, but it kind of goes, like, you kind of always thought shit like that was happening. It's like, wow, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I figured as much. <laughs> when that stuff's in front of you, if you see it for what it is, you're like, that's mm. but what say say take Tom Hanks for instance and you're there and you see it and he's like did you see that Wilson Wilson's like yeah we would have got it and what if he got out of there and it's like he's like I don't want a part of this I'm out that's what I mean like, like just and, but he's still there know. but he's still yeah. been there when you think about it Tom Hanks I thought he was a good bloke but you you're on it now because you know that movie he gave Cast Wilson away. A, yeah he gave Wilson a hand job. He did, <laughs> but he did. He did, bro. He gave us a hand on. You look at that bloody volleyball, beach ball, whatever the hell it was. It's got his hand on it. It's have you seen? That's his, evidence. Have that's you seen evidence. his younger son, Chet? Chet Hanks. Chet Hanks. His name's Chet, like C H E T. Chet. Is it because he's a little Chet? He thinks he's a rapper. Like literally, go on Google Chet Hanks. It's like actually disturbing, like how just entitled and spoiled. Like it's like the complete opposite image of what you think Tom Hanks is. Like yeah. he's fully like thinks he's a black rapper, and he's like this rich white boy. It's just has he got good music? He puts a he puts on a Jamaican accent. He's he went there Ooh. once, like on a holiday. Like I'm not. It's just but you look at Tom Hanks and you're like so wholesome. Like, such as America's sweetheart. And then you see Chet and you're just like, literal epitome of trust fund baby. <laughs> has no idea. <laughs> 100% island boy. <laughs> yeah, but if you think about it, Tom Hanks made a career out of pretending he was somebody else. Isn't like that what the kid's doing now? Well, That's apparently, deep. no, well, he a lot of it, like, he's got Colin Hanks. His other kids are, like, super well-addressed or whatever, but they kind of were before he made it big and was really rich. So they kind of had more of, like, a... Normal life. Yeah, like a regular upbringing or whatever. And then these other kids were after he was rich and famous and they had this lavish lifestyle and he's just fucking super off the rails, hey. Like really off the rails. Kind of delusional and crazy and I'm a rapper. But like, you know, when you see it, you're just like, you're not Eminem. Like you're not even, you're not even close to being good at anything. Yeah, but then you get like this other goose that, that the what was the Academy Awards that slapped the other bloke? Oh, Will Will Smith and Chris Rock. Well, you see his kid. He thinks he's some sort of... I think he thinks he's a terrestrial being. Well, I don't know. It just... It (laughs) It just... It's annoying. I think sometimes they forget, like, they think that they're super grounded and down to earth, but it's like, you can't grow up that rich in that lifestyle and have a clue how the people, like, regular people Mm. live. No way. You just wouldn't. You can think you do, but you don't. Because you didn't do it. And they do, they try to come across as like, oh, I'm just like you, brother. I'm like, I'm pretty sure every bedroom had a bathroom, brother. (laughs) You're not. (laughs) They they didn't own it. No, they, they didn't earn it. Well, they, they call it like it, it's like what nepotism yeah. in Hollywood. There's like this thing at the moment, and it's like good nepo and bad nepo, and it's like the good nepotism is like um, Zoe Kravitz, so she's Lenny Kravitz's daughter, but she um, grew up and is like an amazing actress, like Dakota Johnson, who is Melanie Griffith's daughter, and it's kind of like it's nepotism, but they're really good at what they do. And then there's yeah. the other side of nepotism where it's like you're just here because your parents are rich, and if you, you are yeah. just like some terrible. people got there because of their fame, well, before yeah. them, they but they made they made it work. It was they're good. Exactly. There's they, ones that got there and they're not. They had mm. the leg up in the industry, but they they've maintained that they're like actually qualified actors or yeah. musicians, and then the other ones are just dog shit, and they're yeah. just there because daddy was fucked. Here's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Anyway, what a lovely episode. Thank you so much for joining us, Papa Bear. Hardly <laughs> drama. Dad did it. Dad did, Dad did it. <laughs> Dad did it all the time. Because he knows himself. Yeah. That's what he would do. Yeah. Shush. What? Hey. He filled me in. <laughs>
or at your... Not the way you think. Everybody oh. out there, stay curious. Not That's as curious as Dad, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Well, not next week. Fuck, I don't know. When we see you, we'll see you. <laughs> see you later. See you all later, bye.